Hey, you guys. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Justin. And as always, I'm joined by Perry. Hi, diddly ho there, neighborino. <laughs> Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Management Clock, and you can catch our podcasts on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Alright guys, uh, thanks for uh, joining us. We got uh, last uh, one, our last episode, uh, we told you about how our normal producer had an anniversary and uh, he couldn't join us. That was, that was weird of him. How dare him. Right? I know, right on the day that we have a show. He could have planned that better. Dude, some friends, I swear. <laughs> I feel like I do all the work. Right? Uh, and because of that, as expected, we had some technical difficulties. Yeah, uh, we did. It cut off the last couple of minutes of our show, so we're just going to fill you in real quick on what you missed. Uh, me and Perry ended up making a bet. You want to tell them about that bet, Perry? You know, not really, but I feel like I'm obligated. <laughs> so uh, I bet Justin that Alshon Jeffrey would have a better overall season than Cooper Cup. The winner gets to pick a bumper sticker for the loser to put on their car and i've already thought of ideas for justin which terrify me yeah so and i need you guys to give me all the bad ideas you can conjure up like do some seances just come <clears> up <throat> with the most evil ideas you can my favorite one that i've thought of so far is i'd rather be vaping <laughs> so that's that's not fun yeah that, that's <laughs> That is uh, pretty horrible. Uh, okay, and also it's our Friday episode, so what are you drinking yeah. on over there, Perry? Ooh, I'm having another beer. I'm having uh, uh, three Creeks Five Pine Chocolate Porter. Nice, another yeah. porter. Uh, I have an Irish Death. Mm, that yeah. sounds... It's, Very nice. Yeah, it, they're one of my favorite beers. They also have a mocha version that's amazing. Uh, if you guys get the chance, you should check that out. Nothing says relaxation like Irish death. <laughs> you can't get more relaxed than death. That's true. Yeah, that's irrefutable. All right. I had to focus on pouring that into a glass. So, But I want to show you guys the, the bottle first. All right. So uh, now... Some big news we talked about it at the beginning of our last show, uh, the Le'Veon Bell giveaway. So we decided to reward you guys with uh, an early jersey, and then we're still going to give one away at uh, 300 followers. Mm -hmm. So we went ahead and did a random number generator, um, and then we counted down our followers to figure out which one of our followers was that number. And yeah. the winner of that is Samuel Wallace. So we appreciate you. You just won an autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. I'll be hitting you up in your DMs on Twitter, and uh, we'll get that out to you. Sliding into those DMs. Right? Yeah. Um, now, Giving stuff away. Right. And we got another one coming in when we get another 85 followers, something like that, maybe a few less than that. That's easy, guys. Just yeah. have have your friends follow us. 
Yeah. Cost them nothing. They could win a free jersey. It's easy. All right. And now let's uh, get into some news no one cares about. <laughs> I love the I love this stuff. Yeah. So first of all, Phil Dawson retired. Kicker extraordinaire. Uh, any any thoughts on that, Perry? Not a lot. No, no thoughts. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's get into the next one then. Steven Jackson signs a one-day contract and gets randomly selected for a drug test. Uh, um, I saw this pop up when I was at work, and I had a big old grin on my face, and everybody was asking me what was going on. I tried to explain it to my coworkers who know nothing about football. And they're like, well, what if he doesn't pass? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. He's going to be suspended from the Hall of Fame if he ever gets in there. So, Yeah, he'll have to wait six games. Too. Yeah, and that's rough because they don't play games. <laughs> yeah, they don't play any games. <laughs> I love, did you see his response? No. Yeah, he basically responded with, I'm only signing a one-year deal, so I will not be reporting for my... <laughs> uh, one-day deal, yeah. One-day de- one deal, yeah. I will not be reporting for my random drug test. Yeah. Do you think he would pop pop for PEDs or for recreational? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I hope PEDs. That's why no one cares about it. Performance-enhancing drugs for the, pi- <laughs> the pickleball court. <laughs> And then the last piece of news no one cares about, the Hall of Fame game happened. All right, moving on. Moving on. All right, Perry, not a lot, not a lot from the Hall news. of Fame game, except that my Denver Broncos won a meaningless game. They'll lose all the meaningful games. So. <laughs> yeah, Flacco uh, looked great, by the way. I mean, he didn't uh, he, play, but he just yeah, looked great. Yeah, he looked really nice on the sidelines. He's just he's a good looking guy, so you know, bonus points for that, whatever that may be. But I'll tell you what, didn't do Jimmy G much good last year. That's true. That's true. But he's still kind of a heartthrob, so Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to news uh people actually care about. The first piece of news I wanted to talk about was Melvin Gordon. I feel like we're probably going to be talking about this for the next few weeks until it's resolved. We're going to be talking uh, about this all season long. Oh, man. I know. And it actually, yeah, to correct myself, if it's resolved in the next few weeks, I think that's the best case scenario. At this point, it's not looking good at all. Uh, hit Melvin Gordon's agent officially requested a trade, and the Chargers said that they're not interested in trading Melvin Gordon. They still value him too much as a player. I understand. Uh, they don't value him that much, apparently. <laughs> well, they, they value him. They've they've offered him ten million a year, uh, and he doesn't want to accept that yeah. that money. So, you know, uh, right now, basically, it's Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler. I think they're kind of must owns at this point. Obviously, you don't need to reach too far up for them. I foresee both of them getting some work. Uh, I think the person I'd want to own is Austin Eckler on the Chargers. If you he, had a draft today, where would you feel comfortable drafting Melvin Gordon? Uh, as my fourth running back. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I know uh, the kind of the the news, or I guess the tide around Melvin Gordon right now is fourth round. Uh, I think that's just too early still, right? If you draft yeah, Melvin Gordon, the you're st- you're... you have to start him at that point, and you don't want exactly. to be in that situation. Yeah, you know, that you're missing out on a starting receiver or a starting running back at that point, essentially. So that's why if he's my fourth running back, okay, yeah, I'll take that risk. 
I, uh, I might take him as my third. Yeah, I I can see that. I just think that. You know, the Lev Bell stuff last year really scared me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel right now. But uh, yeah. bef- before I take him, I would take him. Uh, uh, I would take Zeke. Yeah, well, of course. Oh, you take both of them? No, I would take Zeke before I would take Melvin Gordon if they were oh. both still holding out. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll talk about Zeke in a immediately yeah. after this. But I just wanted to, I was curious, who would you take between Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler. Oh, man. If it. So if it's any sort of PPR at all, then Eckler for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm taking Eckler no matter what. Yeah, as uh, am I. Yeah, but Justin Jackson definitely, like, he just went from being virtually undraftable to shooting up draft boards. So, you yeah. Know. I think in Dynasty, Justin Jackson's a great pickup. I think he has a future. I just don't think it's quite this year, but he'll get some work if Gordon sits out. So, <clears throat> uh, okay, moving on to Ezekiel Elliott on the Cowboys. Uh, you remain, they remain far apart in contract uh, discussions right now. I think Zeke Watson saw a lot more money than the Cowboys are willing to give him, considering he still has two years on his deal. Uh, I know you gave us that August 6th deadline, which is rapidly approaching yeah, four J- days. Jerry Jones is toying with me with that. He's like taunting uh, Zeke right now. I'm like, don't do that. Now you're going to make me wrong. Zeke's going to yeah. hold out just out of stubbornness. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I know that it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not. I know. Uh, it's you know? a legitimate fear of mine. I'm like, I think he, I was sure he was going to show up, but now the the way that Jerry Jones has been talking, I'm like, he might not show up now just because of what Jerry Jones is saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you didn't hear the quote of Jerry Jones, basically he said, we can win a Super Bowl without a rushing champ. Which I think Zeke would, is probably the odds-on favorite to win the rushing title again this year. Uh, so it's a definite stab at him. He's They're saying they don't need him. So, yeah, I hope that that gets worked out real quickly. <clears throat> He's currently moved to third for me behind Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, But if he were to come back to camp or sign a deal, he's immediately back to my number one overall running back. Yep, same for me, same for me. Yeah. Uh, Next running back I wanted to talk about was Miles Sanders. Uh, If you didn't know, he was carted off the field at the Eagles practice, rookie running back Miles Sanders, uh, with an apparent foot injury. He doesn't seem to think it's a big deal. They're having some tests on the foot. Obviously, we haven't heard anything back yet. Uh, I think it's something we should keep an eye on. I think Miles Sanders is probably the biggest long-term upside on that team. Jordan Howard, probably the short-term upside. If you're looking for somebody that's going to blow up early, Jordan Howard out of the Eagles. Uh, If you're looking for somebody long-term towards the end of this season or even into future seasons, I think Miles Sanders is the guy. Yeah, and foot injuries are always rough Mm because, you know, a lot of times those will nag on through the season and they'll miss a game here, miss a game there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Next thing here, Sterling Shepard with the Giants. A little wide receiver news. Uh, He's good for drills. He's been cleared for drills, which is great news for him. He had that thumb injury, the fractured thumb. Uh, It seems to be on track for him to to be ready to go week one. I think that's good news for Saquon Barkley. I think that's good news 
for Evan Ingram, kind of maybe. Uh, I know a lot of people were excited, thinking Ev- Evan Ingram's just going to get everything. Uh, yeah, he's, but, he's just going to be the only one with any catches there. No one else is going to have any. <laughs> I just, it doesn't. I. I feel like people swing too far in one direction when it comes to receivers and another receiver going down. There's a, such a thing as double and triple coverage. And if you don't need to follow anybody else on the field, then you just zone in on one guy. And while there are players that are good enough to deal with that, I don't think Evan Ingram is that good personally. I think he's a great player, but I don't think he's so good that triple coverage means nothing. Uh just side note while we're talking about that, I also saw a headline about uh, Daniel Jones uh, like doing really well in their practice. Yeah. Throwing some bombs and stuff like that. So that's just uh, something to keep in mind that uh, Eli Manning may not be their starting quarterback come week four. And to be completely honest with you, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, I could tell you right now it's not good for Evan Ingram. I, I kind of lean that way. I kind of think we want Eli Manning throwing the ball. I don't. Yeah. I think that's it's gross to say that, but I really think we want Eli oh, Manning throwing it's the ball. Gross, it's gross if you're a New York Giant fan. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That that team it's is all, really bad. It's also gross if, just because you're a New York Giant fan. No offense, <laughs> New York. <laughs> I, I think there was some offense there. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry, you guys can be Jets fans now. <laughs> Uh, more wide receiver news. Antonio Brown uh, has missed two practices now with uh, an, an apparent foot injury as well. Seems like it's kind of a precaution. Um, I don't know. It's something to pay attention to. He's got a new quarterback throwing him the ball. I know that um, Chris or did I just say almost said, is it Chris Carr? No, no, that's his brother. No, David Derek Carr's Carr. his brother. Who's Chris Carr? You just made that up. Oh, that's her third brother. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't know that? No, they all start with D's. Okay, well, I'm actually the, I was actually born in the same city as them. Oh, uh, my brother went to middle school with them with the congr- older brother. Congratulations! <laughs> right, the one so, that flopped. The quarterback with the last name Carr in Oakland is throwing Antonio Brown the ball. He's had number one. He's thrown to a number one receiver before. He's he. Amari Cooper has been a number one receiver with him throwing him the ball. I think, but I just don't think we're going to see the production out of Antonio Brown that we had grown accustomed to. Um, and then again, foot injuries. You just never know, man. They'll they'll linger for a long time. It's what what brought down Jordan Reed. Yeah. So, uh, like I'm, I love uh, Antonio Brown. I think he's. I think he personally that he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, but with that being said, I know you don't agree, but I think so. And that being said, I think like, I also think that people are thinking they're going to have the same numbers from Antonio Brown. They they've had in Pittsburgh, but they're not because no. Oakland doesn't throw the ball as much as Pittsburgh does. So just by that alone, no matter how good he is, his numbers are not going to be as good as previously. There were, Pittsburgh always had so many weapons around him, though. There were so many threats for a defense to focus on. There are no threats on this Oakland team other than Antonio Brown. 
No, see, I think uh, they got a good situation there with uh, their running backs. They got the young, their rookie young, uh, rookie running back coming in, and then some veterans there too. That I, I think they're gonna be fine with like being able to, to, not have people just drop back everyone into coverage because they know they're throwing it to Antonio Brown. Uh, but it's it, again, I think they have uh, maybe. Thinking, yeah, Jeff Fisher's not in the NFL anymore. Uh, neither one of the Ryan brothers are. Yep, yep. So they have the worst coach in the NFL. So, <laughs> so you don't know. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired. All right. <laughs> I'm never uh, going to be one of Gruden's grinders. Lucky you. <laughs> uh, I just mentioned Jordan Reed. Here's some good news. Uh, he says he's feeling very healthy and. He's feeling more explosive than he's felt in uh, the last three to four off seasons. I think, Justin, you said in our tight end episode that you feel really good about Jordan Reed. He's slowly moving up my board. Uh, and if Embrace it. If he's healthy, you're right. Jordan Reed should be owned and drafted. Mm, I just – he just has to be healthy. <laughs> Which is <laughs> asking a lot of him. It is asking a lot, man asking a lot but you, you you know that it's like uh now i know how you feel right now when you're talking about tyler boyd a few weeks ago yeah I'm like, I'm like yes yes come around to me <laughs> <laughs> uh theoretic who was cut not injured if you listen to our last episode i said theoretic was injured and i was wrong yeah I, it, I corrected you on it though so they should be tracking yeah i know that's one for Justin. Also, uh, I don't know if tracking is a term anyone uses outside the military. Yeah, I follow you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just say yes and nod. That's how I get through work every day. Uh, Theo Riddick signed with Denver. I think that's really good for Denver. I think that's really good for Theo Riddick. I think it's really bad for Philip Lindsay and uh, help me out. And Freeman. And Yeah, and Freeman. It just there were already there's already rumors of this fifty fifty split that I think is probably going to be the case, and now Theo Riddick is going to be handling essentially all the third down work. Yeah, I which one of those running backs do you want to own? I uh, I don't. Which one of them would you own if you had to pick one? Oh, um, I think I I think I'm going Lindsay if I have to own one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, but I don't want any of them anytime soon. Yeah, I I need to get through preseason before I decide on one of those, and our draft is coming up quickly, so I probably won't be owning one either. Um, which is a bummer, you know. Being my favorite team, it's it's fun owning a good player on your favorite team, but I don't think that's happening for me this year. So yeah, it's okay. It could be worse. Your team could have a really good player that everyone's just overhyping. Yeah, like Dante Pettis? No, like George Kittle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell uh, has been sitting out with a hamstring injury. Uh, we should be monitoring this. I think Paris Campbell had a lot of upside this season uh, on the Colts offense. Uh, the issue with hamstring injuries, and we'll probably talk about hamstring injuries all season, is having a weak hamstring increases the risk of a torn ACL. So it's 
it's nothing to mess with. And hamstrings seem to linger all year long. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind when you're drafting. And, and I'm just going to bring this up right now. Uh, we, we, me and Perry have been talking about it uh, in a couple episodes. We're going to be uh, bringing on a buddy of Perry's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to tell just a little bit about his background, what we're going to have him do? Yeah, so a uh, good friend of mine, uh, his name is Ben. He is a doctor of physical therapy. I've worked with him uh, in the past. He's a very smart guy. He works uh, in orthopedics a lot. Uh, so basically, he's going to come on. We're going to give him a list of players that are coming back from injury and see what he thinks about their comeback, what their, their timetable really should be, um, and what we could expect, maybe some red flags that we need to, to worry about. You know, If we hear a little something in the news about tight hamstring or something from an ACL uh, reconstruction, something that we can keep in mind. It'll be really fun to have him on. He'll be our first guest. Uh, it should be, we're thinking maybe two weeks. We'll have Ben on and get some really good information from him. Yeah. Uh, what's what we got next in the news? Uh, so next thing we can talk about here is Bears beat reporters are saying Tariq Cohen can see a lot less touches this year. Uh, I, I kind of agree with them drafting David Montgomery yeah. uh, as a rookie running back. I like David Montgomery this year a yeah. lot. I know a lot of people do, and like I kind of feel like that's like one of those like well, obviously like. Because, I mean, he had a lot of touches last year. They had a lot of injuries, too, uh, at the running back position. Uh, and so he, like, he was the beneficiary of that. Like, he did great. Like, he was targeted very often. And, like, they're not going to bring in a running back if they're planning to continue to just feed him the ball. So Well, and, I mean, to be completely fair, Tariq Cohen isn't the pounded between the tackles kind of guy. No, he's just not, it's not what he's built for it. I don't even think he wants to do that. I don't think he wants to be that. Uh, so if you're drafting him thinking you could be getting the number 13 running back like last year, I don't think you're quite getting that. I think that he should still be owned in PPR. He has incredible value. I was just going to say that, but if you're in a standard league or even half point PPR, you have to move him down a little bit. Still draft him. If he's your flex, I think you're lo- you're looking pretty good. Um, if uh, in even better, if all he is is on your bench and you can fill him in on bye weeks or really good matchups. Um, but d- I think David Montgomery is a steal currently in the draft. I really yeah. like David Montgomery. Absolutely, like uh, Montgomery. He's going. Oh man, I got to look at his ADP. Uh, but I want to see say he's going somewhere around like the sixth round. Uh, yeah, I believe so as well. I can pull it up if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because, yeah, he is severely undervalued in that offense. Because you look at the touches that are leaving with uh, um, them losing, uh, what's his name, down to Philly. Uh, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, yes. Uh, them losing Jordan Howard down to Philly. Like, th- all those touches are vacant. And they're not going to be a running back by committee. He's going to fill in there in that role. David Montgomery currently has an ADP of 52. Okay, so uh, like fifth round? Yeah. Yeah, fifth round. And 
fourth round in a 12 man yeah 12 man fourth round so that's uh, I, I think that's right around where he should be i think i'd like him in the fifth yeah exactly if i see him yeah. fall to the fifth i'm picking him up every time yeah i agree i just I hope agree. i have a pick i hope my picks before yours <laughs> uh some good some new good news for me bad news for jamal williams from the packers uh he currently remains out with a hamstring injury we just talked about hamstrings uh i think this is great news for aaron jones who i traded for in the dynasty league i sent away todd Gurley, got aaron jones in a second round pick i was happy about that trade but i'm always nervous to watch todd Gurley's name leave my team um Rookie running back Dexter Williams should see some work. He's been working as a number two running back right now in camp. I think Dexter Williams might have some dynasty value if anything were to happen to either of these starting running backs, Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones. But yeah, Especially don't. like in our dynasty league, we have a, a, yeah. a deep bench. Yeah, we do. stash some players and we have IR slots. So if you have any sort of league like that where you have a deep bench with dynasty, yeah. That's a great uh, player to just stash for later. Yeah, I just talented players on good teams. That's where I always like to go. Uh, interesting stat that I heard today that number one running backs are on good offenses, as in top half offenses, seventy five percent of the time. Yeah. Uh, so this kind of like my theory on why I love uh, Ido Smith this year is because I love that offense and I don't expect Freeman to stay healthy this season. And, yeah. and Coleman was as their number two back was he was ownable on his own before when Freeman healthy. Yeah. And so I'm expecting last year he uh, free, or Ido Smith stepped up and really took on that role and he did just fine in that role on his own. So yeah. I, I think he's going to take that that back uh, that position. That being said, in this uh, game, the one game that happened, he did not look that great. So uh, I started to feel really nervous about uh, that. But also, it's been one game, and I think he had four carries in that game. So, and the Hall of Fame game is literally the most useless game of the season yeah the, they didn't have their starting uh offensive <laughs> linemen in so it's not no. even the same players he's been practicing with so i mean it, it is what it is but if if i had watched that game and i saw him break away for a 60 yard touchdown i would be you know ranting right now about how right i was so a right. <laughs> um, couple more things here Michael Thomas signed a massive five-year, $100 million extension. Highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL currently. And I say currently because the Falcons have said that they would like to make Julio Jones the highest-paid wide receiver in the league. These records uh, are so pointless. I know. They're silly. It, it. I don't know. I know we're a family-friendly podcast, but this is just a pissing competition. <laughs> I. I, it's silly. Like literally, guys will say no to a deal if it's five percent below the highest. Yeah, like, they see it as disrespect, and I, I don't know. Maybe and, it's because I don't make millions of dollars. See, and this, yeah, right. This is where I agree with Jerry Jones. As uh, gross as that sounds, uh, when he was talking about the Zeke uh, situation, he is saying, yeah. "Look, we can't afford to pay." Dak what he deserves to be paid, Amari what he deserves to be paid, and pay Zeke, you know, 
to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. We just yeah. can't do that. And that's his whole point. And I, I kind of agree with him. Like, that makes sense. I, you have to structure a team. You have to plan. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean any disrespect to running backs. But he's he's right. He is correct. You do oh, not need man. a super high-end running back to win a championship. Yeah, so I saw this thing uh, on Twitter. Uh, uh, ball blast him uh, on Twitter. Shout out. Uh, she was talking about, can you name uh like elite running back that was on a super bowl winning team and like i went through and looked at like all the pat i couldn't find one in the last i think it was 20 years before i found one like it was ridiculous i guess i guess it depends on how you title somebody elite or Uh, what i mean obviously but you go look at them and the like i mean I mean, Marshawn Lynch won one with that, Seattle. That was the that was the like best argument for any of them in the last twenty years. Outside of that, there wasn't even one where it's like you could have an argument. Yeah. Uh, and but also in that same year, like Marshawn, he was great, but he he really picked it up in uh, in the playoffs, which you know that's you had the the beast quake that stuff. But uh, the the rest of the season, he wasn't the top running back or like around there. He was he was a great running back, but there were much better running backs. Yeah, I you just look at. <clears throat> I know the Rams didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but just look at that man. They have Todd Gurley, who, I mean, a lot of people at the time were saying he is the best running back in the league, which I think was a fair title to give him. And then you get to the playoffs, and he was almost unused. He had ten touches in the Super Bowl. And you you know what I, I was just thinking about too, like how you're talking about uh, fantasy running backs are like uh, the best ones are on great offenses, mm-hmm. uh, and it just brings up a great point, like how different fantasy is than real NFL, because like that just shows you like good defenses win championships, not yeah. good offenses. You know, uh, we had a request to make an episode where it's almost like a beginner how to on fantasy. And I think that's a really good thing to bring up. We'll bring it up now. We'll bring it up on that episode. But you can't draft with NFL knowledge. You have to draft with player knowledge and situation knowledge. What I mean by that is it would appear that the Patriots are probably the best team in the in the world and you want all their players because they win all the time. When in fact, in a 10-team league or even a 12-team league, there's a really good argument to Tom Brady going completely undrafted. Yeah, or <clears throat> a, a great argument for not drafting, like for them only having maybe two players drafted. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, there, I, there's definitely more teams that have more fantasy relevance than them. Yeah, by twofold than than them, but they yeah, still I, could win a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, for sure. It you just. I mean, we've done we've done like family drafts. I know we're kind of dragging on right now, but we've done family drafts <laughs> where, you know, I, I'm from Seattle. You're from Seattle, with Seahawks fans who will draft Seahawks players like in the first round as soon as they can. Russell I, Wilson I will go at like league. top three. I had a work league where one one person drafted eight Seahawks players. Exactly, and he, I'm sure he got, he got last place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. There you go. There's your first tip. If this is your first fantasy <laughs> year, uh, I don't. It doesn't matter who your team is. Pick good players. All right. If you're on the Seahawks and you hate the 49ers, 
that doesn't matter. If there's a better 49er on the board, you go take him. So, anyways, we'll do more of that in a couple weeks when yeah, we do yeah, our sure. how-to. But um, let's see. Last piece of news I wanted to talk about. Uh, Lamar Jackson, talking to reporters, said that he will not be running as much as he did last year. Yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> he set records and he didn't start until week 11. Uh, so, I don't... I, I don't see him running as much as he did last year. I but saw, I saw a report uh, yesterday as well that said that the Ravens are ready to let Lamar Jackson off the reins with his running. Just like you got to, you know, that's all I'm saying. It's like, man, these reports are all over the place. What? I yeah, know you just have to read through the lines with these beat reporters. Here's my analysis of Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is, is an incredible athlete. Quarterback for the Ravens, by the way. But I think if he continues to run at the pace that he ran last year, he's a guaranteed injury. It it's almost there's almost no chance that he doesn't see some sort of injury that slows him down. If he does slow down his running and starts throwing the ball more, I think he becomes less fantasy relevant because I don't think he's arm talented enough to to carry a fantasy team with his arm. So yeah. I'm not drafting Lamar Jackson. I think he's too high on fantasy boards based on the running. You're going to run into, no pun intended, uh, RG3 situation. Justin, you had RG3 his rookie season, and he did very well for you, did he not? He did. He killed it. Yeah. And we were all so pumped going into that next season. <laughs> and it literally, it was over. Yeah. One injury, it was over. His career has been nothing since. And I feel bad for the guy. But I mean, when you run like that, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, especially as a quarterback, you're you're not a running back. There's a reason why running backs, you know, are 200 plus pounds at you know and, five nine. And and and, and literally a long uh, career for a running back is five years. Yeah, it it is. It's rough on your body getting tackled by these 350-pound guys. And then you look at quarterbacks. 20 times a game. And you have Tom Brady at 40 years old still playing. Exactly. And Tom Brady, other than those little QB sneaks, which, man, I love him, <laughs> does not run the ball, you yeah. know? Uh, Though he so. did post the most amazing video of his 40-yard dash. I don't know how you could run that fast and still be that awkward. <laughs> I don't know. You, I mean, look at Peyton Manning, man. Oh, but he wasn't or, fast. That's the thing. Tom Brady's was impressively fast for how awkward he was. <laughs> I love the picture of Tom Brady at the combine in like his boxer shorts. Have you seen this? No. And then they put it right next to D DK Metcalf in his boxer shorts. <laughs> uh, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out after the episode here. It's for the sure. funniest picture. All right. Oh my god, I'm going to make that the the thumbnail for this video in fact. That that's a good thumbnail for sure. <laughs> all right. Uh that's all I wanted to cover. Um guys for the Tuesday episode, the the full length episode with a little bit more analysis, we'll be covering running backs. We're going to do the same format that we did uh with wide receivers. Justin sent me three running backs, uh three pairs of running backs, so six total each at similar ADPs, and then I'll compare and tell you who I'm picking. I'm going to do the same for Justin. I need to send him that so he can get to work on it. Um, and we'll be finishing up with the West region for uh, analyzing who we'd pick on each team.
So I'm glad uh, you said that because I was like, I don't know which running backs Perry sent me. Damn, Justin's dropping an S bomb. I know we're gonna like have that. to censor that one out. Good luck, Sean. Wow, good luck, Sean. <laughs> good luck, buddy. All right, anything Producer else you want to cover? Um, no, uh, just a reminder again. We're gonna be giving away that other uh, autograph Le'Veon Bell jersey once we get to 300 followers on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So share it with your friends. Uh, that gives yeah. you and your friends a higher chance of winning that thing. So it's taking up also, room. Another reminder, if you want a second chance to win, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll be rolling through the YouTube ones too. So if you're a follower on Twitter and a subscriber on YouTube, that gives you two chances to win. So do both. They cost you nothing. They help us out a lot. Justin and I are having a lot of fun doing this. We want to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, we're not going anywhere, so you can't get away from us. All right. Let's call it there. Peace out, Cub Scouts. See you guys Tuesday.